Moses was one of those cloud witnesses. Before, at the end of his life, at the end of his ministry, here he is before the Israelites. Everything that they had gone through in Egypt, coming out of Egypt, being provided for from God, by God, by the man, by the quail, by the water coming out of a rock, all of those unbelievable things. And here he is. Do you know that Father is used somewhere around 1185 times in the Old Testament? But only 25 times is it used for God the Father. Only 25 times. That completely changes in the New Testament. And there are specific reasons for that. But out of 1185 times, only 25 times is God referred to as Father, and this is one of them. This is one of them. Where Moses says, is not your father who created you, who made you and established you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many, many generations. So last week when we were talking about this God who is love, who comes toward us and comes toward you, comes toward me as a loving father who protects, who provides. Who is just, faithful, who is pure without evil, He is the one. He is the one who comes to us as Father this morning. Praise God. All right, let's shift to Jesus, the Son of God, in turn one. Matthew 26, beginning with verse 36. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sir, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful. Even to death, remain here and watch with me. And going a little, little further, he fell on his face and prayed, My Father, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but as you have. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? 
Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and he said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Jesus' life in turmoil. In utter turmoil. Of which few of us have really experienced. Here's the principle. Talked about it, I think, last week. Romans 8, 28. Those who are called, Jesus was called by God. Those who love God, Jesus loved the Father. Everything he did was from the Father. With those, everything, everything that happens will be turned for good. Everything. To those who are called according to my purposes, and those that love me, all things will work together for good. That is a promise of our Father. Jesus knew that. He knew that. And his obedience that he did not want to do, to be separated from his Father for the first time in all of eternity, he did not want to do that. But he would. Because he knew God could flip it into something wonderful and great and powerful. Which he did through the resurrection. Not my will, but yours be done. Even in turmoil, even in the face of difficulty, that has to be our posture. That has to be our posture. If it isn't, we're going to run our lives and we'll see what happens with that. God, oh my gosh, there's, there's a Father who's best. God knows that's for you and for me. He does. I don't want you guys to leave. Scott and Beth, they're moving. What are you moving? This week. I don't want you guys to leave. That hurts. But I know God is going to work it out for good. For us and for you. I know that. I am confident of that. I don't want to see you go. 
but I know he does. Christ knew that his father could handle even his death. Okay. Back to Moses and to the cloud of witnesses. So chapter 11 in Hebrews is that story about all of the people who did unbelievable, wonderful things, crazy things by faith in God, but never received the promise. We know that the promise is Pentecost, receiving the Holy Spirit. They lived through centuries and had faith in God and were blessed because of that without ever receiving the promise. This is how the author of Hebrews puts it. All of these, all of these people, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us. That apart from us, they should not be made whole or perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus as our goalpost, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame it is now seated at the right hand of the throne of the living God. That's the gospel. That's good news. That covers a few thousand years. Okay? Not something to be taken lightly at all. Christ's torment in that garden. In that beautiful garden that he had prayed in before, led to the cross. And yet, for the joy set before him, he knew God was going to flip it somehow, some way. We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses screaming out to us. Hey, it worked for us a long time ago. It worked for me yesterday. It'll work for you today. Not my time, but thy be time. Not my time, but thy be time, my gracious, wonderful Father, who is love, who is almighty. The current situation we find ourselves in today, God will flip for good to those who are called by His name, to those who love Him, He will make good out of it. Somehow, some way. Pray for us. Pray for Anna. We are going down Tuesday at 11 o'clock for a season every Tuesday and to be with Pastor Green and his, his deacon 
dignitarian, dignitarian. Just speak with me and pray with me. We don't know what God's going to do. But I want something good to come out of it. This whole situation that we're in now. I know that God wants something good to bring to come out. So we're going to go down to their house, pray with them. It was the old Episcopal church that, that they owned. Oh my goodness gracious, that is one beautiful church. And it is an excellent condition. It's beautiful. Down on Cherry Street, right? I know God is going to use our walk, driving down there to go over there and be with them for good. I know He is. I don't know exactly how, but He is. He will. And so pray for us. Pray for us as we go and just rub shoulders. And the thing, last week was our first time together, and the thing that really impressed me the most was Do you know how long, this is from Pastor Green, do you know how long I've been waiting for this? 20, 26 years. 26 years. Jerry Gator was with us. So there was three pastors sitting in his office going, I've waited 26 years for this. For the white pastors to come in and say, Hi, we want to pray with you. We want to be with you. We want to stand with you. Praise God. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, your will be done. Your will be done. In each one of our lives, in our families' lives, in this church, in this city. I thank you so much that you are a gracious, loving, just, God, do your thing in our lives. Do your thing in this city. Do your thing in this country and this world. And we depend upon you to do that in Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's stand for our closing down.